Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning, Alan. This is really, really worrying and really disturbing and I don't want to be pulling the wind up people but if if this were to be the case in June the fact that our fire service may go out on all-out strike it simply should be happening. Now your Fianna Fáil colleague Senator Malcolm Byrne has told me he believes it won't happen that there will be intervention that will be resolved but listening to Wayne there they're far from uh, convinced that it's going to be resolved. What is your view on what you've just heard please? I certainly hope it's resolved. Our our retained firefighters do a fantastic job in a very difficult set of circumstances. They've put their lives at risk on a regular basis to to keep people safe and to to save lives. And Minister Dar O'Brien, who became a minister, met with firefighters across the country and he he accepted uh, what they were saying, that the situation wasn't sustainable, that they were in. Uh, you know, their paying conditions needed to be changed and they, um, they needed greater support in terms of how they were being supported in their work and their work-life balance situation as well because the the kind of the rules that were set out for their paying conditions, the circumstances they now work in have changed very, very significantly. So he set up a working group. That working group reported last December that they made 13 recommendations. He accepted all 13 recommendations and brought it to Cabinet and got Cabinet approval for those 13 recommendations. So what's happening at the moment is there's engagement between the representatives of the retained firefighters and with the local authorities who are their employers at a national level to see how these 13 recommendations can be implemented. I think to the the satisfaction of the retained firefighters and also ensuring that there is sufficient cover and service out there. We know that firefighters, um, the ones we have, they're, they're getting older. Um, it's not as attractive as it was in the past because people's own personal working conditions have changed as well. So we need to get this resolved. It's absolutely essential that it gets resolved. I believe it will be. These things always are resolved in the end, but they're resolved through engagement and discussion. Um, and I think that's what needs to happen and it needs to be more of that so we can get a solution to this as quickly as possible but as I said, these 13 recommendations I think they're all positive for the retained firefighters it's just a working out of the detail of them is what's happening at the moment but those details are important There's obviously an impasse because why would Wayne come on with me? Why would I be contacted by them? Why could we find a situation where our fire service could be on strike in a few weeks' time? So even though both you and Senator Malcolm Byrne have reassured us that uh, things are going to be resolved, the firefighters themselves obviously are not reassured and they're the ones that need to be reassured more than anybody. So when do you reckon they will be given the reassurance and they won't have to take this strike action? Oh, look, absolutely, firefighters need to be given the reassurance they need. You know, th- this is a discussion on pay and conditions. It's about ensuring that those pay and conditions meet the needs, not just of the current firefighters, but to attract more people into the into the service. And that, that detail, as I say, is being worked out at the moment. So hopefully it will be resolved as quickly as possible. But look, the, the, the firefighters' representatives have every right and, and are doing their duty in, in trying to get the very best results they can Okay. When you say as quickly as possible, that's very open-ended and uh, uh, often politicians are criticised for giving that answer. Do you you reckon there could be a definitive date given to them so that could avoid the strike action? No, look, I I think giving a definitive date would would do the opposite in terms of I think it could potentially be seen as some sort of diktat to the representatives of the fire services, which I don't think should be 
is appropriate heater. These things, look, they do take a certain course. Um, it is only through dialogue and discussion. They always do resolve themselves, but things will always, I suppose, get a little bit heated towards the end of, of these types of discussions. But I can, I can assure you, like this entire process was started by Minister Dower O'Brien because he recognised that, guard, uh, that uh, firefighters uh, their terms and conditions, you know, they weren't fit for purpose anymore. It wasn't sustainable for a fire service, and that that's why he set up that working group who made the recommendations, all of whom were accepted. So I do think, look, we're, we're coming okay. towards the end of this, but um, uh, certainly, I mean, the, um, we need to see those results um, that are fit for purpose for the firefighters. And they, they, look, they have the government support as well, but obviously the discussions here are between the local authorities and the firefighters in terms of terms and conditions, but also, as I say, to ensure that there is sufficient um, cover out there as well. But right. As I said, these are, our frontline, these are our frontline workers that certainly have my support. Let's move on to other issues. Before I move away from Minister of Justice issues, uh, it's been reported in South East Radio News this morning, stiffer penalties for those who assault members of Angarda Shikana. That will be welcomed by the force. What's your view on what we've just heard from Minister Simon Harris? Yeah, so look, as a minister in the department, it's something I've been certainly supporting from within the Department of Justice. Uh, Senator Robbie Gallagher from Monaghan has a has a bill that was before the Shannons in that um, um, from Fianna Fáil and that was prom- promoting and, and proposing this type of solution and Minister Harris has, has adopted that and is very supportive of it and I think it's something that people have been calling for for a long time so I'm very proud to be in, a, in the Department of Justice that is, is going to now deliver on this. They see stiffer penalties for those who attack on Garda Shia but also it, it will include our other emergency workers as well, such as our healthcare staff and, and paramedics and other frontline staff as well, and including our firefighters, because we, we have seen disgracefully um, assaults on our frontline workers, and they, anybody who would do that, I think it needs to be marked out as a greater penalty than, than a regular assault. Any assault is, is absolutely wrong, but I think where yeah. you have, you know, you have frontline workers coming to the rescue of people being assaulted or being attacked, it's absolutely outrageous. So that's what we're doing here, is mar- marking that out to protect our frontline workers. Let's localise things now. Uh, the uh, contract for the €200 million Euro works at Rossler Europort has been signed. Who, who has got the contract? So John Paul Construction have gotten the contract. It's a €200 million Euro contract for construction down in Rossler Europort. They provide state-of-the-art public service facilities such as uh, health inspection, agriculture inspection, new Garda facilities, our Garda are operating down there in the port doing a fantastic job. We're working out of difficult circumstances in a, in a, in a port cabin that really is not fit for purpose. And this will help to bring the port up to a tier one standard and making it one of the top national ports, but also mean that it has the most modern facilities of almost any port in Europe as well. And I think it, 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 it's something I've been calling for in opposition to see this kind of level of investment in Rossler yeah. Europe. So I'm, I'm glad, coming from government, that it is now being delivered on. Construction work will start almost immediately over the coming weeks. So this is not something that's down the line. We will see workers down there very quickly. I'm told that it will deliver up to 300 jobs in for the construction period alone. But I think just having these state-of-art facilities will also attract more employment to the county and to the region because when you are bringing employers yeah. looking to establish factories and jobs in a region, they want to see that where they're, where they're landing, whether it's an airport or a seaport, that you have state-of-the-art facilities there. Who are John Paul Construction? Are they a Wexford company? 
They're a major uh, construction company. I don't know exactly where their headquarters is, but certainly um, I would expect an awful lot of their employees for this construction phase will be yeah. locally based anyway, so they will. But they're a very well-established uh, construction company, one of the better-known ones, Saudi Arabia. This will be the single biggest capital project in the entire country, and it's happening here in Wexford and happening in Ross City Report. That's good news. We, we sure could do with some good news. Before we round off uh, our chat with you this morning, um, you want to give us an update uh, on the construction of an Enniscorthy Enhanced Community Care Centre. Now, I've heard this one discussed at several different levels here locally. What's the position, please? This is it. So, we, as you know, we opened the brand new uh, primary care centre in Enniscorthy in Town, three-storey building, over 50,000 square feet. So this is the sister building. It's going next door to it, a similar size, over 50,000 square feet. But what this building will have is the new Staunchy Care supports in the community. So to help older people stay out of hospitals so they can stay at home, help people with chronic illness, car- serious chronic cardiac problems, and also going in there will be over the coming years diagnostic equipment so at the moment nearly everything has to go down to Wexford Hospital and this will take some of the pressure off Wexford Hospital by having for example x-rays up in the this new enhanced primary care centre in Enniscorthy and we're creating a whole primary care hub here in Enniscorthy both for the town and for the county and what it'll be doing is complementing what's happening in down in the hospital there in, in Wexford Town as well so that we'll have the state of the art healthcare facilities for our community because one of the pressures on the hospital is that you do have people who need real health care but they don't need it in a hospital setting. They could be kept at home. And we know everybody does better, recovers better at home. We want our hospitals doing, our acute services, and then people with chronic problems being able to stay at home with their families by getting the appropriate health care. So that's what we're aiming to do in Staunchy Care, and this is a major step towards that. It is indeed, but there's also major concerns. We're still waiting for confirmation of when we'll be speaking to the hospital manager, because on a daily basis, I get texts and comments. We've already seen situations where Wexford patients have been airlifted to University Hospital Waterford, we're also hearing concerns in Waterford about the pressure being put on them because they're taking people in from Wexford. Uh, as we await confirmation of when we're going to speak to the hospital manager, you as Minister of State uh, here in County Wexford, can you give us an update, any update on when Wexford uh, Jane, uh, Hospital A&E will be fully operational, please? So the latest I have is it will be fully operational in the autumn. I think the aim is for the end of September there. There are always challenges when you're carrying out work in a, in a working hospital where I know uh, as the construction uh, teams that are in there have to peel back, for example, another room to fix. Sometimes they find additional problems. Some of, that, some of those problems are very old problems that might have been patched up in the past that they weren't expecting to find. Yeah. So that maybe is leading to a few days or, or a week or two's delay. But overall, right. um, it's on schedule. And I've spoken with uh, Linda O'Leary her team, who are all exhausted at this point, but they are still going 24-7 to get that hospital reopened as quickly as possible. But I'm sure I'm speaking for a lot of our listeners as well, Minister, that we are fully aware of how stressed the hospital staff has been, and in no way are we being negative towards them. But surely to God, with Wexford coming into peak summer season, the fact that we don't have a fully operational A&E unit, can it not be given an extra priority to get it up and running quicker? Because there are people really concerned about this, and if don't ask this question, I'll be accused of balking it. So, uh, can I just express to you people's concerns that this needs to be done and done quicker? No, and I'm very aware of people's concerns. I, I speak with people every single day here in County Wexford 
who are attending Wexford General are having to bypass it because of the current circumstances with ED not being open. Every priority has been given to it. So I've spoken with Linda O'Leary, I speak with senior HSE management, and what Linda is telling me is that she is wanting for nothing, that everything has been done as quickly as possible. Okay. Uh, there is no way to speed this up anymore in the sense that, you know, it, it's like any job when you're working on it, you, know, you can't do the wiring till the, till the brickwork is done, you can't do the brickwork till the foundations are dug out, for example, there's a set uh, procedure here. But what is also happening is, as Linda herself says, building back better, that everything being done here is being done right. It's, it is in a health setting and where where it has been done, it has been done even better than what was there before. So I've been assured by uh, every source that I can ask that this is being done literally as quickly as possible and it's the number one priority for the HSE to get this emergency department open because as you say, it is it, for me it's for the people of Wexford but it is also affecting people in Kilkenny and people in Waterford and those hospitals as well so we, it is in everybody's interest to get this emergency department open as quickly as possible. The emergency department itself was fine out of the fire as you know Alan but the problem is it's getting the beds reopened as quickly as possible. So when people enter emergency department, they're treated for emergencies, they have beds downstream that they can move into to be treated. And that's, that's what we're trying to get reopened there as quickly as possible. But I'd say I've been assured and I check in on a very, very regular basis that everything has been done as quickly as possible. Unfortunately, it is just going to take a certain amount of time, but it will happen and happen as quickly as possible. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.